Hi, welcome to the NeuroSec Podcast, where we unite people and organizations to support and advance neurodiverse people in cybersecurity and beyond. My name is Nathan Chung, and today my special guest is Doug Blutcher, founder of Autism Personal Coach. Welcome, Doug. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Nathan. First, I want to thank you. Neurodiverse conditions such as autism are often associated with children, while older adults adults such as myself are often ignored. What led you to create a service to help teens and adults and what services do you offer? Well, about 20 years ago, I started working with uh, kids um, in their home and in the community. And I did that for about seven or eight years. And I loved working with the kids and supporting them in in the best way I could. And then I started to think, well, what happens when these kids become 15, 20, 25 years of age and and so on? So right around that time, I was uh, living in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and the Autism Society of Greater Cincinnati contacted me and said, hey, Doug, how would you like to run our adult support group um, for for those on the spectrum? And I thought, oh, perfect timing. I was just thinking about this. So I... I ran the group for about three years and I loved every minute of it, learning from those in the group, but it just acted as a support group in the sense that people would come to the group, they would be talking about employment, they'd be talking about wanting to develop friendships, um, dating, Uh, my parents are annoying me, I wanna move out of my house, you know, like things that you think about when you become an adult. And, So I would give some feedback to them and the other autistic uh, group members would. And I felt like they would leave the group and they, you know, they were going to make move forward in their life. And then but what I realized, they'd come back to the group two weeks later. And a lot of times they'd be in a very similar place. And I thought, oh, these adults need support just like children do, just in different ways, you know, different different things. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where the idea to start Autism Personal Coach, where we provide coaching to uh, teens and, and, and adults to kind of help them um, with their daily overwhelm and get the things that they want and need, need in their lives. So... Um, when we started out eight years ago, it was, it was strictly in-person coaching. Um, over time, it's moved to more Zoom coaching, um, sometimes with the video, sometimes with not. Sometimes people don't like using the video. Um, so now while we're providing um, services locally here in person um, in Ohio, we've now been able to reach out beyond Ohio um, through providing people support um, throughout the United States and, and beyond. That is amazing. Thank you, for, thank you for all that. And add to this COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic is the biggest health crisis in our current world history during this point of history. Can you share how people with autism have been affected by the pandemic and also any basic tips for people who are suffering? So basically affected in every possible way. Um, employment or underemployment was already a, a major issue. Hmm. So that's only um, made things worse in, 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 the, in the last year. Um, you know, challenges, new challenges with, with school have emerged. The quote unquote hybrid model uh, has driven people crazy. 
Oh, um, yes. It's it's helped some people, but other people is it's it's very challenging. And just just navigating your daily lives, just going to places like grocery stores or you know medical appointments, just those things have been um, just made challenging because there's changes and you already don't know what to expect in in an ableist society. Mm. So it's just intensified those things. Um, I wish I had great tips, but I I guess what I would say is I, I think that just surviving and then just the fact that to be here in the start of 2021 and just surviving, I think is a really important thing. I would say that if people are not familiar with spoon theory um, and and that concept, I think that is really important in thinking about conserving your energy and thinking about what success means to you, I think is really important. Um, it doesn't matter you know, what someone else says you should or shouldn't be doing. Defining mm-hmm. that for your own life to, you know, um, as a neurodivergent, as an autistic person, I think is really important and, and really making sure that you, you are using your energy for the most important and meaningful things in your life. Yep. Totally agree. The other destructive aspect of the pandemic is how much it, how much COVID-19 pandemic has destroyed marriages leading to a spike in divorces globally. I, Myself, I'm recently separated. For autistic people that struggle with social relationships, I can imagine the devastation, the divorces, the broken homes, and hardships. What advice do you have for autistic people who are suffering? It's a great question. Um, it's, a, it's a tough question to answer. Uh, I guess what I would say, maybe starting out, is figuring out what you need. And if you're maybe not sure, like, well, Doug, I don't know what I need. Uh, you know, uh, especially with dealing with the with the pandemic, um, you know, reaching out to your support network and trying to have those communications. And when I say communication, it doesn't necessarily have to be verbal. Most of communication is not verbal. So um, having those communications with your support network and talking about like what you need because if you're not going to be right, like your relationship with your partner, with your friends, with your family members, maybe you have to now move back in with your with your parents or our siblings. Um, those relationships are going to be challenged if you can't figure out what you need. And mm-hmm. in this time period, you know, all of our routines have been, you know, dramatically affected. And figuring out, you know, developing that new routine that that works for you doesn't matter if it if you know it has to work for you first. And thinking about self care in that routine, mm. um, and self care can be a lot of different things. It's not just making sure you brush your teeth or make your bed. I don't think I make my bed very often. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it could be just be like. Look, you know, if it's enjoyable to you just to be looking up at the clouds and watching the clouds or playing with your with your pet or going for a hike. 
Um, you know, so making sure, you know, routine, self-care, I think those are really important. And once you kind of maybe figure those things out, finding a way to communicate those things with your partner and maybe talking about communication patterns that you currently are having that mm -hmm. might not be working so well and how you can kind of improve that for for both of you. That's great advice. Another thing that affects workers even today is burnout. Uh, I, myself, I work in cybersecurity and workers in cybersecurity and tech fields often work long hours and people get exhausted and they just burn out. In my experience, this is even harder on workers who are who have neurodiverse conditions such as autism. What tips do you have to address burnout? Well, I, I recently heard someone, maybe it was like six months, nine months ago, I don't remember when, but they, they talked about that, how every autistic person is going to experience burnout or most autistic people's at some point in their lives. So like thinking about cybersecurity um, and hearing the long work hours uh, about that, hearing that there's burnout in some form does not seem shocking at all. <laughs> in fact, it mm -hmm. seems very predictable that that would, that would happen. Yep, so, sorry. Yeah. So I would say, you know, kind of going back to spoon theory and doing things that can replenish you um, and trying to be proactive in, in those things and, you know, plan, try to plan to be proactive. You know, I know those things can be really difficult because there can be executive functioning challenges that kind of get in, in the way, but definitely do things that replenish you and really try to think about your eating and your hydration and your sleeping habits and how those things are going to affect you. You know, even doing all those things, you you still may, you know, burn out with those long hours. And you might need to like kind of look at, you know, the work culture and say, hey, is this a good fit for, for me or not? Is this a, the right workplace for me? Mm. Um, you know, is traditional employment the right thing for me? I'm an entrepreneur. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a hard road to go, but for me, it's I can't imagine doing traditional employment and uh, dealing with a, a boss or supervisor. While that boss or supervisor might be great, I'm sure there's some things I would disagree with it, and I might have a difficult time accepting those things. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I think just thinking about all those things, it's a complicated answer, but I think some of those those are some of those things to kind of consider. Yep, totally agree. And you have a very good. Very good point because I, like how you talked about the traditional workplaces, it will it will not work. With every, every, it will not work for everyone. Because one example and another area where autistic people often struggle is with social events. Because usually at the traditional workplaces, uh, before COVID especially, teams would go out and celebrate at happy hours or sporting events. An autistic person would often struggle at such events experiencing sensory overload, communication difficulties, or outright meltdowns. I've experienced those myself. Problem is the social interactions at such events, especially at a traditional organization, they are the keys to advance and get promoted. What would you recommend in that case? I'd say happy hours are the worst, Nathan. <laughs> I mean, yes. are, are people really ever happy at these events? I mean... <laughs> Other than the alcohol that people are consuming, like, does do people really want to go to these things? I don't, I don't know. 
But I, I guess I would say is if you have to go to the this thing and you do want to keep your current job where where you're at and this is is a key component to the workplace culture thinking about kind of going back to the planning piece what can you do to not be overwhelmed or mm-hmm. increase your overwhelm or when you get overwhelmed like figuring out like what's your exit strategy or plan mm-hmm. to take breaks can you bring some fidgets with you can you bring some noise canceling, you know, like earbud, you know, things to put in your ears, you know, things that, um, you know, I've known some people that will like bring like certain scents that kind of decrease their overwhelm, kind of like the aromatherapy type of thing. Um, are there things you can kind of do like right before you walk into the, these happy hours? Um, definitely coming up with scripts to maybe have to, you know, to, to talk with people mm. to, to decrease your anxiety scripts to kind of get the heck out of there when like, you know, there's, there's nothing more I could do. I'm, I'm, I'm about to be completely overwhelmed. Um, I mean, definitely the bathroom breaks, uh, but you know, even if you don't have to use the bathroom, I, it's okay to say, you know, I'll be right back. I got to use the bathroom. If that can kind of decrease your overwhelm. I, I also think maybe like if you're never been to a new this place that's going to be the at this happy hour, check out their website. Mm-hmm. Um, check out the location before going to this happy hour, and maybe finding spaces that'll be a little bit less overwhelming there. I also think that you know disclosure is a tricky thing. You know, in some places, you know, it's like well, maybe I'm not going to be able to do it. But are there some opportunities for disclosure that can that you could have with supervisors or your boss that maybe could make these situations a little bit less less stressful? Those are amazing tips, Doug. Uh, and it's the first time I heard of those. I think tips like that are very important to get out to get out there. Now, uh, besides the autism po- autism personal coach, you also host two other podcasts, uh, Autism Stories and the Info Dump Files. From your podcast, do you have any success stories to share? Well, and, and actually, I'm, I'm so crazy. I'm starting a third podcast tomorrow called Intersections on the Spectrum. So, oh. um, yeah, so three, three podcasts. Why would anyone do three podcasts? <laughs> three. Well... Well, kind of getting back to your questions, I think there's a lot of important Sherry, important stories about people on the spectrum that are essential to share. So I always think every person that I get to interview, every autistic person that comes on my podcast, every autistic person that I coach, every autistic person out there is successful. I think, and I say that because you we're living in an ableist world mm. not support the unique talents and needs and skills of autistic and neurodivergent folks. So I think just kind of living in that space and kind of surviving and hopefully thriving is, is a is a success story. But I guess what I, I guess two people that I guess I would highlight from my original podcast, Autism Stories, where we have 
little over, I guess the 105th episode um, launched today is, oh my, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to believe it, it goes by quick, but the two people that I've interviewed on multiple times on there that have become my co-hosts on my other two podcasts, uh, definitely, um, I definitely would say they are tremendous success stories. The first is Becca Lori Hector, who um, teaches a self-defined living course for autistic people, a, a path to a quality autistic life. Wow. Yeah, I, she is awesome. Uh, you should reach out to Becca. You can find her on LinkedIn and I can connect you with her. Um, she she would be a, a great person to uh, talk to on your podcast. Uh, I think, you know, providing, you know, courses like that, you know, the coaching that we provide, things that she does, I think are, you know, so essential to autistic and neurodivergent folks that saying success is not necessarily determined by neurotypical people and what the neurotypical and American dream is supposedly look like. You know, I think that success is determined on you as an autistic, as a neurodivergent person, what you feel is most important. And I think Becca's course really helps with that. I guess the other person that uh, my other co-host, um, starting with this Intersections on the Spectrum podcast, Kelly Braun Johnson, who is the founder of Completely Inclusive, which works mm-hmm. with um, businesses to be more inclusive um, for those with disabilities as those with different cultural backgrounds. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, she is taking the route of not traditional employment and um, so fortunate to know the both of them. And I don't know why they uh, agreed to co-host podcasts with me, but I'm very fortunate uh, that they have done so. That's amazing. And I think their work is totally important because the unfortunate part is people with neurodiverse conditions such as autism and ADHD, they are often seen negatively without any consideration of their strengths and amazing talents. It's, it's just a negative stigma. It's, it's, I, I like to use the kind of like X-Men analogy when people think you're different, it's bad. <laughs> like th- that is so crazy. And it's almost like people are being oppressed because they cannot go out and be themselves. What can be done to reverse this negative stigma so that people who are neurodiverse can be free to be themselves without fear? So I always have such a simple answer to start out with this, but for some reason, our society just has not caught on yet. And that is, it's a very simple thing you could do. It's something that's free of, of, you know, there's no cost involved and it's just listening to autistic and neurodivergent people. And mm. you say, well, I don't know any autistic or neurodivergent people. Well, yes, you do. Um, you know, those people in your lives. And if you're not, and, and if you're not sure that you know those people, well, there's this thing called the internet. Um, <laughs> and you either pay for Wi-Fi or maybe you can go somewhere like a library that has Wi-Fi and you can easily go online and find social media accounts. You There's so many podcasts. You can listen to the Neurosec podcast. You know, you could listen to, you know, my podcast, Autism Stories, or you can just, you know, just, you know, go on Instagram or go on LinkedIn and type in the hashtag actually autistic and you can find find those people and just listen to what they have to say. 
Um, and if you're not one to spend much time on social media, then invite them to a conference that you're hosting, whether it's mm-hmm. an autism or a neurodiverse conference. Invite them to your business to speak. Invite them to your school to speak with your teachers, your therapists, your students. Invite them to your religious institution. Invite, invite them anywhere and everywhere um, that you exist. And I also think another important piece of this was probably in the last year, I was watching a film called Disclosure, which is basically talking about the the analysis of Hollywood's impact on the transgender community. Mm-hmm. And many of the trans actors were talking about how important seeing someone like you on screen portrayed in a positive light because for so long mm. there's been so many negative portrayals of of trans people so but when you see those positive portrayals of yourself it is so impactful and empowering and we're starting to see more of those portrayals of autistic people mm. in media so i'd like to see continue to see more of those positive portrayals and see those portrayals specifically from autistic and neurodivergent actors. They're out Mm. there. They're very good. They just need opportunities and they are going to be the ones to portray, I think, these characters in the best possible minds, mindset and light. And I think showing, you know, autistic children, autistic teens and um, neurotypical people these characters um, on on film, I think, is going is is really important to reducing this negative stigma in our society. Mm, I totally agree that it really is very important. And also, the big question that some people might might have for you is the big question is, of course, why? Like, because if you think about it, in our society, many people think like autism ADHD, they think disabled and people would, you know, they'd rather go out and have fun. So I, that, that'd be a big question for you. Like why help people when you can help go out and have fun? What, what drives your passion to help? I, well, I mean, my passion to help is kind of like, uh, I mean, it's, it's went way back for me. I, I don't know. It's kind of always been my passion in life is, you know, I'm a, and I don't know why this, I, I've never really understood like why I've always felt this way, but I've always, even back to when I was a little kid, maybe seven or eight years old, thought that I, and I didn't really like intellectualize it back then, but I've always known that I have had, that I have had privilege and opportunities that other people that have had. And when I say privilege, I think of privilege for myself is that I'm a white cis male. And there is that privilege there that a lot of people do not have. And it really bothers me that people do not get the same opportunities that I have just because, you know, of those privileges that I have. So I think that's what drives me to make sure that um, people with disabilities, people of color, people from the LGBT community mm-hmm. are getting the same opportunities that, you know, that, that I have. Yep. yep. And, and thank you for all your help because there just 
there are just so many people out there who are not getting the help they need. So amazing. It is really amazing what you do. Thank you. Nathan, thanks so much. I really appreciate um, you thinking of me and inviting me on your show today. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Have a great day. (laughs) 